This is Come and See from St. Andrew's Anglican Church for April 29th, 2012. The Gospel is taken from the book of John, chapter 10, verses 11 through 18. The message is by Mother Nancy Stanton. I got the giggles when I read the lessons for this week. Now, why would I get the giggles over the lessons? Well, some of you knew a blessed man who is no longer with us on this earth by the name of Don Peterson. Don Peterson was one of the best preachers, an excellent counselor, a good friend, a good pastor. He started the church over in Dublin and then shortly thereafter had a stroke and came back to St. John's, and I had the privilege of working with him at St. John's. And I was on the altar with him this one Easter, and um, I was really looking forward to hearing this brilliant Easter sermon that he was going to preach because he was an excellent preacher. Those of you who knew him, and testify to that. And um, he got up that Easter Sunday and I looked around as he looked out at the congregation, put his arms out and said, Jesus loves you. Happy Easter. Amen. <laughs> kind of said it all, didn't it? You know, we were, we were taught in seminary, you should keep your sermons between 10 and 15 minutes so that you don't lose the congregation. Well, sometimes that happens and sometimes it doesn't. But that was probably the shortest sermon I have ever heard in my life. And yet it's one that the people who will, were there will never forget And still to this day, years later, talk about it. And if we go back and we read the lessons from this week, what does it tell you? It tells you Jesus loves you. Happy Easter. Wonderful lesson. Wonderful lesson. Go to the first letter of John and it says, we know love by this that he laid down his life for us. Ah, but then the kicker comes next. And we ought to lay down our lives for one another. I had the privilege for three years of going to Goshen, Indiana. Now, Goshen is one of those places that's kind of like Nazareth. When they said, what good comes out of Nazareth? Well, when I first heard that I was going to a church workshop for a week in Goshen, Indiana. I thought, oh boy. It was a wonderful workshop. And the name of it was Making Shepherds Out of Sheep. And that's what we learned about, was how to become good shepherds and go out and make other good shepherds and go out and make other good shepherds and keep it going. And that's as poignant today, tomorrow, next week, next year, 
next century, we still need to make good shepherds out of sheep. I don't know a whole lot about sheep. I do know that my aunt and uncle bought a sheep ranch in Colorado. And during the summer, I would go out and help them because I had a horse out there that I got to ride anytime I wanted to. I'm not sure if the horse wasn't there that I would have done some of the things I did, but it was fun and it was good learning. But this sheep ranch that they bought smelled and it was messy and it was our job not only to muck the stalls but to scrub them and clean them so that they were clean so that when the horses went into them there were no diseases or anything that were passed on and we smelled so bad by the time we got done working at night that we had to leave our shoes outside the door because if you brought your shoes in the house, it was impossible to be able to breathe. But from that, I learned that sheep are messy and sheep are smelly. And I read G. Philip Keller's book. Now, this is a wonderful author and theologian. And he was a shepherd. He owned a sheep ranch as well as being a theologian. And he goes all through the book comparing us to the sheep. And boy, do we fit. We're messy, and sometimes we get real smelly. But he teaches in his book how to become shepherds from sheep. And that's our job. God said clear back in Ezekiel that he loved us so much that he was going to come down and be with us himself. And he sent his son. He sent Jesus to come down and be with us and teach us teachings that have lasted over 2,000 years and are still going. And then to climb up upon the cross. And if he had been the, if we'd have been the only ones, he still would have climbed up on the cross for each one of us. Why? Because Jesus loves us. And it was happy Easter. God said he loves us so much that he's counted the hairs on our head. Now, The good father back here told a couple of our parishioners not to take anything personal from what I said this morning. (laughs) But I really was referencing my dad whenever he heard that passage. He would laugh and he'd say to people, you know what I comb my hair with? A wash rag. And he did. (laughs) But think of that really as well as metaphorically. If we look at that and we think about how many hairs we have on our head, I'd have a hard time counting one person's unless it was like my dad. It's amazing. God 
loves us so much that he sent Jesus to die for our sins, to die for our messiness, to clean us up and make us look better. And in the process of doing that, Jesus got pretty messy. He had to get messy. He had to get messy to take on our sins. He had to get messy so that we could be clean. And through his blood, we are clean. Because God loves us. Many places in scripture, and particularly in the, in the Gospels, in the Gospels we hear Jesus say, I am, I am the good shepherd, I am. And if we think back to Moses, when he was asking God before God sent him to lead the Jews out of Egypt, he asked God, he said, who am I to say that you are? I mean, you know, here this voice appears in this burning bush and he's saying, you're going to go rescue all the Jews. And this is a man who stutters, who, even though he was raised in a palace, had been living with sheep for many years in like a Bedouin community of today with hard work, Alice is on his hands, and yet he sent him out to rescue the Jews, God's chosen people. And he certainly couldn't understand how he was going to do it. He stuttered. God said, no problem. We'll send Aaron. Aaron can talk very well with his brother. But who am I supposed to tell them that you are? We don't know who you are. Why should they listen? And God said, tell them I am that I am. And Jesus tells us, I am that I am. Now we go back to that first, or the reading from the first letter of John. If we are to know each other's love, then we have to be able to lay down our lives for another. You ever seen somebody that you knew was in trouble? You knew needed help. You thought, I don't want to get involved with that. I have no idea what that's all about. I have. I've seen people on the side of the road and thought, probably need a ride, but I'm afraid. I'm afraid. Should I stop them from that? What should I do? Usually, I will try to get a hold of someone that can go and help them. Jesus told us, We ought to lay down our lives for one another. Does that mean just in this congregation? Does that mean just Anglicans? No. 
Does it mean just Christians? No. Every person that's on this earth is God's child. They are our brothers and our sisters. And it's our job to be shepherds for them. To be good shepherds. How do we compare ourselves to Jesus Christ? To love. He taught us how to love by loving. We have to listen to that lesson and then go out and teach others how to love so that as we learned in that conference in Goshen for those three years, You love someone who goes out and loves someone else, who goes out and loves someone else. Before you know it, we could have a revival in this land. We could have an explosion if everyone just in this room went out and showed their love to others. I have a neighbor that I was absolutely determined I was going to get to speak to me. Muslim. And when I first found out that I had Muslims living two doors down from me, that made me a little, is this okay? (laughs) And then I decided, yes, it was okay. It was just fine. But never, ever would they look at me or would they speak to me? And I spoke to them every Until one Sunday, I was getting out of the car, had my collar on, and he was going to his car, and I said, good morning, it's certainly a beautiful day, isn't it? And he looked at me and he said, good morning, it is a beautiful day. And now he stops and talks to me. I don't know whether the collar made any difference. If he thought maybe I was safe and I wouldn't hurt him, I promise I wouldn't. Might run him over with Bessie Sue, but that would be it. Now, his wife doesn't speak. She doesn't go out of the house without him. And she won't even look at me. But every time I see him or the two of them together, he is very good at saying, good morning, how are you today? And I tease him about the fact that he prayed for the rain. And he teases me about, no, it must have been me that prayed for the rain. So we now speak to each other. How far is that going to go? I don't know. But I want to show him the love of Jesus. I want him to know that Jesus loves him. And that every day is a happy Easter. Every day. Jesus loves us.